Hi, this is For the Girls Podcast. I'm Nick Westrate. Uh, I'm Jason Black. And uh, this is a podcast all about queer, gay, lesbian people who worship at the cauldrons of iconic performance women. Yeah, this is a po- This is our, sp- we're, we're wrapping up our spooky month. This is a podcast for people who like spooky divas. This is a podcast for lady convention speakers. This is a podcast uh, for witches with little voices. This is a podcast. Very good. This is a podcast for women candy shop owners. Uh, this is a podcast. Uh, this is a podcast uh, for women who think that children smell like shit. <laughs> this is a podcast for fucking grandmas. Uh, we're done. That's just this podcast for grandmas. This is a podcast <laughs> for grandmas. For all of our Dianes out it's there. For, it's for fucking Diane and all of her friends going to battle some witches. Battle hey, babe, grandma angel warriors. <laughs> yes. Oh, happy Halloween. God, I have to pull up her- I have to pull up her fucking Wikipedia. I mean, her fucking IMDb Pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wasn't in that much. Grandma Sorry, wasn't y'all. in that. Grandma was in a lot of um, foreign films. Oh. This was one of her last films. She died in '94. As she should but... be. She's a fucking talk about Academy Award nomination best supporting. <laughs> please, why didn't that happen? I'm so upset. That's right, y'all. We are covering the 1990s iconic Halloween film, The Witches, starring Angelica Houston. Brenda Blethyn, and Jane Horrocks. Uh, we, surprise, we were also going to talk about the the Robert Zemeckis uh, 2020 remake of The Witches, starring Anne Hathaway mm-hmm. and Octavia Spencer. We were. We were, we were going to do that. What happened, Jay? Mm. And what's our principle? Well, this podcast, this podcast, of you know, for us, one of our tenants, one of our very few rules on this podcast, we do have rules. And uh, that is that we're using our cis white male voices to bring joy to the women that inspire us. And we want to inspire you to mm-hmm. kind of delve in to these women's projects, these women's careers. Like this movie, this movie was a touchstone for Nick and I growing up. Uh, Angelica Houston was an idol, an idol. This performance was on high for us. And so we knew that we had that in the bag and we had it in our schedule, uh, beat out in our schedule pre-COVID that the witches were going to come out. So we were going to try and do some Mm -hmm. kind of double episode. Double feature, double, double toil and trouble feature where we were going to cover them both and compare and contrast. But as my mother taught me, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. But as um, as the Grand High Witch taught me, you can be a little evil. You can be a little wicked. It's fun. It's okay. <laughs> mm. Yes. <laughs> so... So yes, um, and then well, as we you know, Rona hit, and so we we took it off the schedule. And then what? Two weeks ago, Purple HBO was like surprise witches. We're dropping this like it's hot. Everyone gets this as their Halloween mm-hmm. treat. So then Nick and I decided to shove it back on the schedule. And you know, you always have to inspect that candy before you eat it. When someone gives you a surprise treat, you have to inspect it to make sure there it isn't filled with razor blades. Turns out. Turns out. My mouth got cut. I am full <laughs> bleeding. Yeah. Turns out I didn't spark joy. We, you know, I, I, if you've been following us, this is a slightly recurring segment of ours, promising you something, then watching <laughs> it, and then just not having a good old time with it. And so we drop it. And 
you know, that's just what it is. And we're going to continue to do that because we have hope for the future and we have hope for projects. And we get really excited when some fabulous women are doing, you know, something that we hope to be fabulous. And, you know, we just, we're just full of surprises and we're full of moving and shaking. And sometimes things don't work out. Mm-hmm. This remake did not work out necessarily no it didn't work out it did not work out for either of us and rather than just like throw a bunch of bombs and be bitchy like most cis white gay men on the internet are we're just gonna move the lens and just just zoom in like we always were going to on the 1990 beautiful perfect version of this film but we, we can do some yeah, light we can ribbon. set up we how we watch light. it so I'll, let me set up this is maybe a, oh this is maybe some positive framing of how i watched this movie i um had a pumpkin carving party with my pod uh mickey and machine love you so much thanks you thank you for coming over and fulfilling my halloween fantasies we made harvest you know some fall flavored tea i don't know harvest flavored tea you do you know, taste like leaves mm, and woods and fire yum, yum. Mm. Mm. and 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 we decided to put this one on first. So I actually, in sequence, I watched this first before I watched mm. The Witches. I'm, I'm grateful, I will say. That was a great way of going. I took the opposite route and I'm you're bummed. bummed. I'm grateful you're bummed. We'll get to it. And it didn't, it didn't work. And here's the thing, you know, it wasn't, for me, it wasn't, the ladies that didn't work, that Sam Hathaway and Octavia Spencer. Am I miss? Uh, am I missing someone else? That that's no. Nope. Um, that's in there. Uh, Stanley Tucci, my diva, love, 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 love that sexy Bean. Didn't quite work for him either. No, nope, nope. didn't work for him. <laughs> Mister, he got nothing on Mister Bean. <laughs> he got no. He did not hit that. Mr. Hit that Bean. Mr. Bean. He does hit my Bean if you know what I mean. Okay. Um, <laughs> he doesn't hit mine. <laughs> But yes, but it was so it was a kind of a fun pumpkin carving, and we did some ribbing of this film. And and here's kind of what I think happened. Robert Zemeckis is an iconic director, has done some extraordinarily influential films, Back to the Future, Who Framed Robert Rap, Rap, Who Framed Blah 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 Blah, Who Framed Baba Wala, <laughs> Who Framed <laughs> Roger Rabbit, uh, Death Becomes Her, which is on our docket. I can't wait. Yes. I kind of watch Chess Becomes Every Year. It's it's absolute. That is high camp. You know that is high camp done by experts at camp. Well, though. Robert Zemeckis. I mean, no, I but experts meaning Goldie Hawn, Isabella Rossellini, and Dame Meryl Streep. I right, mean, they knew on. the project they were leaning into. I think that probably had. Anyways, I, I what, where I think the film fully goes off the rails is him and his direction. He's been doing a lot of, I would say, busted CGI work and Polar Express and The Christmas Carol mm-hmm. and kind of leaning and leaning way away from the human quality of these films. And he kind of continues that track on this thing. And it's a it's just a really kind of garish, I would say, very kind of poorly done CGI fest that. Yeah, and maybe that is part of it. Like, just thinking of Death Becomes Her, like, Goldie and Meryl and Bruce Willis have each other to play off of. And bless Anne Hathaway, she has nothing. She is playing off of 
nothing. Fake mice, fake snakes, fake cats. And then they don't let any of the other witches even have characters. Like they don't let them develop at all. So she doesn't have anyone to play, to bounce off of. And neither does Octavia, except for that little boy who's terrific. Mm. But once he, once that little boy turns into a mouse, it's like everyone's playing with an imaginary tennis ball and you can't actually build something from that. You can't have dynamics and it becomes very, very flat and fake. He also obscures um, Anne Hathaway uh, with CGI, with a whole CGI like jaw piece and hands and feet. So you're watching in a very uncanny valley where things just truly drift away from any sense of reality, place or time. And it just, it was just, it wasn't thrilling. It, uh, you know, I mean, no. if you may, Hey, it could be your bag. So that's what we're always here for. It wasn't our bag. It could be your bag. If you want to put, carve some pumpkins and put this on, there's absolutely worse entertainment that you can put on this. This wasn't, <laughs> and but you know what you know what babe we have a better what, thing though for you to put on it's on netflix it's free on netflix so that's the direction that we're gonna go into that's the mm-hmm. that's the so route that we're gonna go get down. on your get on your fucking broom and start flying over the goddamn swiss alps to the original 1990s the witches because you know no one does it better than the fucking jim henson television workshop let me tell you that much because these fucking puppets these fucking prosthetics the, all of this shit in this movie is on point i just have a thing with cgi it doesn't scare me because it doesn't ever seem real it doesn't move me a lot. It's the same way with like the new it doesn't That's scare it. me because he just looks like a cartoon. Yes. And he yes, and he's not in the same room as them. Whereas it's much scarier for me just Tim Curry digging a grave and waving at you is the scariest thing on earth to me. Cause I'm like, that's a real fucking clown with a shovel. That's scary. And simple. there's a point where when I totally was thinking of it when Anne Hathaway's limbs start CGIing into like exactly it was it was something out of long it. things I was like yeah. oh okay that's not real there's 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 that's not real those limbs don't exist uh, they're not going down any kind of real tunnel uh, all of a sudden I'm just absolutely <laughs> knowing that a, that yeah. a computer I can shut my computer and that's done because that was made by a computer there's there's no terror there's no and there was no rules to her powers. They didn't make any sense. She could seemingly do everything. She had a snake and a cat. I'm not going to sit and bitch about this movie. Let's go back to 1990. But. I'm going to take a deep cleansing oh, breath. A calming circle from oh. our other favorite evil witches. Oh, mother. A calming mother, circle. Baby, a calming circle. I, um, <laughs> I will say going from here to there, it was very illuminating as to the why this worked. So, so well. Can mm. we get into my favorite author? Jason's favorite Royal childhood oh, author. Yes. Oh. I read, remember how I read those books? Like they were, they were true. You'd read them again and Chocolate again. bars for children. Yes. I, and I still have, this is like, oh, this is, oh, so very sweet. I still have um, all of my original Royal doll books in a, uh, one of those vintage bread tins, uh, uh, mm. that that you would like store bread in <laughs> from way back in the day. And, and that's where I kept all my books and they're still there in my house. Uh, my, like mm. as like just kind of encased in amber. And it's a, it, they're very, very, they're so special to me. He was such a, an illuminating 
person in my in in my life uh, with never he never talked down to you or 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 was scared of scaring you he kind of opened up right. this like extraordinarily extraordinary imaginary world that was also terrifying and kind of talked to what it was like growing up which is terrifying <laughs> what yeah and the land of grown-ups versus the land of kids and how scary that kind of gulf is between them i remember when did i first see this movie i, I in my mind i would say it was at your house I think it was probably because I had this movie on VHS and we wore it the fuck out. I mean, I was not shocked because this is who I am, but I still have the movie fucking memorized. Every line. And just that iconic opening. The opening of this film. is a witch's point of view as she flies over the mountains, just laughing. And it's so evocative and it just sets it up for you being in her shoes which is actually how hocus pocus also did you know did you know the kind of green font uh that all of that Mm -hmm. we've been really obsessing over like it's either green or purple and it's like very kind of Mm -hmm. witchy uh kind of already setting up for like a frightening uh eerie endeavor going on and then i love that you said not he never talked down to you because neither in this movie does Grandmama, played by, I didn't mention her name earlier, Mai Zetterling, who is a Swedish actress and director and writer and filmmaker in her own right. And this is one of her last films um, as Grandma Helga. And she, I just, I was so struck watching it as an adult that she never speaks down to her grandson. She's like telling him things about the world and she knows that it's frightening. And that's going to be okay. He's going to be, he's going to have to handle it because the world is filled with what? Every country in the world has witches. And there is a leader, a high witch of each country. And the ruler of all the witches is the most evil woman in creation. The grand high witch herself. Witches. witches, witches, witches. Um, international mm-hmm. witches. Witches in every country. The book, uh, the book, I think, lays out a little bit more clearly that actually all the witches in different countries aren't allowed to talk to each other. Besides a grand high oh, witch. Yeah. So like, so it's, it's yeah, it's like a pyramid yeah. scheme. Yeah. <laughs> so like, American witches are no, no, no's to the British witches. <laughs> secret society of witches in different continents i love that and i love it's just the grand high witch floating between them also another thing i have to say about this grandmama she's serving a look a look in every shot those nightgowns those big wraps when piano she shawls hotel she, she wears their piano piano shawls, shawls. Oh, everything and she has mansions all over that was when when my when my serotonin drip 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 just like over overflowed me and i got into a nice warm bath of english tea was when i saw the mom in her uh like opera dress when she right before you know right when her and the Mm. father are going out i was like oh i remember every scene of this that feeling, like you were saying, of being like, oh, I know, mm-hmm. I, I like am just three seconds 
in front of every moment and I'm so excited. And then when the parents died and the grandma is sitting with that piano shawl, uh, crying uh, and asking, uh, come here to me. Come on, let's cuddle up here. Sit on my lap, all right? Then... And um, you see her wipe her hair with her braid. Wipe her hair, mm-hmm. wipe her tears with her braid. And I was like, oh mm-hmm. gosh, these, these images stamped on my mind. And there's something, these choices. It, it starts off in Sweden and there's something so Swedish about it. And there, there was actually a great think piece that someone on the internet just wrote about this first story about her childhood friend and uh and it's named erica Mm. and how she disappears and this witch steals her away and she is i remember being so afraid of this growing up when i was little i lived beside a girl called erica who was taken by a witch erica had very strict parents but even that didn't save poor erica because Erica is locked inside a painting. Devastating. Devastating. In the parents' house. Then that day, while Erica's mother was pouring the coffee, her father came walking towards us. It was as if though he had seen a ghost. His face was all twisted up as he walked towards the painting behind me. There, as if it always had been there was Erika, locked in the painting, gazing at us. And they watch her grow old. Also, this when it starts, it really... So the director actually had a much scarier um, movie of this that he showed to his... Yes, oh, really? that he showed to his eight-year-old son, who, like, maybe in the middle of the film started literally hiding behind the TV so that he couldn't see the images. And he was like, okay, <laughs> if my if my child, who this is for, literally can't watch the film. So, and and I, as far as I know, there's never been any release of the, um, of the scarier scenes. Cut. But that first scene, you know, we were, we were, we were raised in the 80s with Stranger Danger and mm-hmm. satanic panic and a lot of those things a lot of the places that were being prosecuted were places for children so preschools um mm-hmm. nurse like uh you know piano lessons like all they they were the all computer the, clubs com- oh my god capturing the freedom <laughs> is gonna fuck you up computer club around you don't even oh. um and my so mom and that is a diva you should know <laughs> That. No, no, keep all the capturing the Friedmans and mom diva. <laughs> but yes, they you can do a little Instagram of like work, bitch. <laughs> um, so Satanic Panic was was real, and 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 the big message was: any stranger is going to come outside and try to entice you and harm you. Yes, you know, so mainly with poison candy. Mainly with poison candy. But that was that was kind of embedded in our brains. You don't talk to strangers. You don't do anything that they ask you. You uh, yeah. you run away from them. You don't wear your LL Bean a backpack with your name on it because that's mm-hmm. how they're going to no, know your name, Stacy. Um, mm-hmm. God, Stacy. Yeah, take that backpack off, Stacy. Cover it up with a button. 
Um, <laughs> and so that first scene where she, where the witch isn't is because when the witch chooses a victim, there is only one hope of escape: knowing everything about them that I am telling you. Mm-hmm. And and that's and and then and then the next scene is the witch is grabbing her in into a dark alley, and that's our worst fears. And it yeah. Like, Oh. It's all of the darkest fears of And kids. I love how you say it because isn't that that very first scene? That's one of my nightmares, right? That's like that isn't that is an mm-hmm. indelible uh image right there for for us. It's so funny. Yeah, and it was something that the movie was playing on like we had all seen those images on TV constantly the kids on the milk cartons in the 80s. And then come 1990 we were like 7 and 5 years old when we when this movie came out. And it was just encapsulating all of it. But yeah, I love this bitch who comes to his treehouse with a snake. D- diva, this is a diva you should know. This is a diva you should know. And she she comes up with, with this snake and she offers Luke a bar of chocolate. I've got something for you here. Something I think you'll like. <gasps> Jump down and I'll show you. No. What? No, thank you very much. It's worth a lot of money. This is private property. There's nothing to be frightened of. I just wanted to give you this. I found him on my walk. He's quite harmless. Perhaps you'd like some chocolate instead. But Luke knows some shit. Yeah, because Grandmama. He knows because Grandmama had told him. The most important thing you should know about real witches is this. Now listen very carefully. Real witches dress in ordinary clothes and look very much like ordinary women. They live in ordinary houses and they work in ordinary jobs. Witches spend their time plotting to kill children, stalking the wretched child like a hunter stalks a bird in the forest. For all you know, a witch might be living next door to you. Real witches hate children. Real witches are quite bold. Although, of course, they wear wigs that itch and cause them scalp rash. Do you know what scalp rash is? No. Itching under the wig must drive them crazy. They look quite hideous behind their human face masks and can only be distinguished from ordinary women if you are sharp enough to spot the purple tinge to their eyes. Real witches have no toes. Their feet have square ends, revolting stumps where their toes should be. So they never wear pointed or pretty shoes, just plain, sensible shoes. Remember these things. Perhaps if Erica had known them. And so he just starts screaming for her. And the scariest thing in this is when this fucking witch says, Grandma! She can't hear you. I was like, oh, that haunts me to this day. I remember, again, Jason was obsessed with witches. So I watched this like an investigative discovery. And I remember, 
I like or re-remembering how I would try to clock her powers and how she literally goes up to the tree and she looks up at him and you could tell she's doing some magic to get his name that it's Luke. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so it's like, you don't need it mm-hmm. on the backpack. She already knows because she is a witch. And, and also like, yes, this witch powers. is played by Anne Lambton, who's still around. She was on The Crown a, a couple years ago. She's in American History X. She was on The Borgias for a while. She's fierce. She's in Midsummer Murders. Get it, Anne Lambert. Anne Lambton. But it, but it is. It's oh, that frightening so thing. In and the moment you're playing, all of a sudden, a witch is just going to come up to your treehouse. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, on this idyllic countryside, mm-hmm. evil is here it is lurking it's lurking it's walking down the street it's looking to eat children evil also this witch okay not to rag on the other movie too much but that cgi snake in the other one i'm like i'm so not scared by this and her snake in this movie is a real snake the only (laughs) you know it's this real coral snake that's so yeah so as i as i watched these in reverse i was like there there it is that is disgusting to me that real snake that she's handling you know, in her mm-hmm. hands is frightening. She is holding a snake and in trying to entice a kid to come down. I will say in, in that, in the remake, the only, the one scene that I really did like though, is when you do see that first witch in the grocery store, kind of in shadow. I did find that to be at least, at least a somewhat <laughs> interesting shot after that what way downhill, yeah. but, but nothing like what we're doing, what, what we're saying here, because here it's like it's it's in the daylight. Do you know what I mean? It's supposed to be yeah. the safe time in your safe space. A- anyway, and so then this grandma gets some diabetes, and we have to go. To oh, that's I'm sorry. The grandma? So, no, no, you cannot skip over the grandma cigars getting diabetes. She's like, oh, do I? Oh, puff, yeah. puff, puff. <laughs> Grandma's also. This is one of my favorite things. Grandma is missing a finger. From an accident with a witch that we never learn what the accident was. Did they hunt you? You said it was an accident. A very unpleasant accident. And that's the kind of mystery that as a kid, like I was obsessed with that finger and imagining what it might have been was so much scarier than ever learning. It's also graphic, right? It's like you can see the ridges on it. Like you can see yeah. how how it all it looks crude how it's ha- how it has healed like it's a, it's a proper stump mm-hmm. that she kind of shows and it also represents danger like here's what could happen if you're not safe but that cigar that cigar smoking okay. yes please she loves to smoke cigars she can't have any more sweets because she has diabetes but she has to go take a little rest by the sea. So they go to this fucking swank-ass hotel on the English seaside. The next 25 minutes of this movie are some of the greatest in uh, child horror or just horror history, in my opinion. From the entrance of Angelica Houston into that hotel. The hotel is hosting a convention for the Society uh, against the cruelty of children or something like perfect. that. Perfect. And Angelica walks in. It's, it's, it's the Royal Society of the Prevention of Cruelty of Children. <laughs> yes. And it's run by a woman named Ava Ernst. And she comes into this lobby and she, Angelica Houston does almost Barnstorms nothing it, though. in this movie. 
oh, and just that energy, her, and the way the other witches, you can really tell that entomology of the royal doll, like she's coming to visit the witches of England. And so it's the witches of England who are assembled to meet with the Grand High Witch, who has obviously flown over the Alps from her home in Sweden or wherever she lives. And she's coming there, and this is the one time a year they get to see her. And all the power that they give her, like she's a rock star to them. She, they're crowding around her. They can't get close enough to her. Their little wigs are falling off. Oh, welcome, Mr. Yes, that's Nicola Cutler. I've been so looking forward to meeting you. You look marvelous. Mm. I wish I could say the same for you, Nicola. Our ladies. I'm Craig Beckham. Julia Will. Darling. Julia, yes. <laughs> Where are you from? Darling. Oh, yes. Lois Lois. So the director, Nicholas Rogue, I'm pretty sure I'm saying that right, his direction to, to her was that she, he wanted her to always be a sex symbol in that all-star mm. way. Even when she reveals her true self, he still wanted her to have this sensuality to her at all times. And that's what makes it so fantastic. Oh. So such a fascinating, such a delicious villain is that, is that yeah. she, she's sexy. You almost want to almost well, okay. want to be her, right? Like you you yes. want to strangely have this kind of power. Yes. And I did. I, I'm I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw out chronology here because so much on this, my favorite, favorite thing she does in this entire movie is when Bruno comes into the convention center, this chubby little kid who lives in the in or who's visiting the hotel who she's gonna prey on. And he, she tells him to come and get some chocolate. And because the children smell like dog shit to them, all this the is witches, the dog. The children smelling like dog smell shit like is dog my shit. favorite. Any t- like I, I want to be that old woman <laughs> when a child walks by and I just kind of, ooh, ooh, st- oh, it stinks, oh, it stinks in here, and just look at the, and just have parents be like, is there something wrong? I'm like, oh, your your kid stinks like shit. <laughs> But when Bruno walks in and all those women are holding their noses and they almost can't stand it, he smells so bad, she starts gyrating her pelvis and she's has her fingers down by down by her vagina. Like she's almost masturbating. And she's like, she's gyrating. And as she says, Bruno, it's this highly, it's this mix of sex and revulsion that is it's shaking her whole oh, she- body. Ladies, may I introduce Bruno? Come up, Bruno. I have the chocolate here. It's so fucking sexy. What about this? She's orgasmic with evil. Yes, yes, she's orgasmic with evil. She's so, she can taste what's about to happen and she's going to come. It feels like she's on the verge of coming in that moment. And I remember as a kid thinking like, oh, I shouldn't be watching this. The... The thing, so this is our. Uh, this was obviously our seven and five year olds introduction to Angelica Houston. No, just kidding. When we were four, we watched The Grifters, and we loved it. We got <laughs> Prince <laughs> on yeah. it. Our parents were like, "Kids, kids, it's pretty honors time. Come on down." Um, but, on. but this, but this, this again, talking about on high and scones to us into just our unabiding love for Angelica Houston. Because Always. of what she of what she's done with this role, and it's living inside of camp, 
in such a very specific way. She understands a that she's mm. making a kids movie, mm-hmm. right? A that it's a scary kids yes. movie, mm-hmm. and what C that she's also just going to do it deliciously, orgasmically. What she understands as an actor in this, it's so like what she does vocally with melody, with size, like, oh, just at the beginning when she goes, when they all, they're all rushing into this convention center and she goes, the doors, I say, locked and bolted. Like she does this Nazi. And then, and the woman replies, locked and bolted. Like they're all these, her, her melody, her just, her, pure range technically in this scene in this convention hall is nothing short of virtuosic well because not not only is she drunk with power and glamour but she's also Mm -hmm. pissed so she's genuine why why? because there's two goddamn many shitty stinky kids in this world and she can't stand (laughs) the smell of poo poo the doo-doo of it all the doo-doo of all the babies which she does Witches of England. You're disgrace. Miserable witches. You're good for nothing worms. Everywhere I look. I see the repulsive sight of hundreds, thousands, of revolting little children. I ask you, why? One child a week is no good to me. We will do better. We will do much better. Better is no good either. I demand maximum results. Here are my orders. My orders are that every child in England shall be rubbed out, destroyed. Every single child eliminated. Do I make myself clear? And it's, she gives them, you know, the witches of England have not been doing their fucking One work a week is not a fucking enough. Amen. Amen for the girls. Amen. Uh. People are going to report us. <laughs> like, so they really believe that these witches were in the right. And you know what? Not saying they're in the wrong. Yes. The, the introduction is, is, is so um, impeccably shot leading into the into uh, this unbelievable monologue that not only is she mad at, at the witches, but they also start revealing their true selves. And again, none of this is CGI and it is grotesque and horrifying. Roald Dahl's whole magic power is that he loves grotesque things. Yes. You know, he lo- he lives, lives for, the for it. Uh, lives through the imagery that 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 just again gets implanted in your mind, and this film does such a great job of capturing that and capturing the kind of horror that oh, all like underneath this art is evil, is like 
decrepitude and oh my gosh the scabs on the bald heads because she comes in they get to all get free you know, she starts with you may remove your shoes you may remove your wigs but you know oh. what else that we're cluing into is that that it, that okay so here's the other thing right World Doll wrote for children. These are children's books. These are not complicated books. They uh, usually kind of revolve around uh, a thing, an instance. Uh, Charlie goes to the chocolate factory. Um, Matilda is right. trying to battle the headmistress, Miss Trumbull. Miss right. Trumbell. Miss Trumbell. Miss Trumbull. Obviously, it's a pretty simplistic um, conflict that that's happening, and so you, the f- right to take that you really have to kind of in, infuse it with style. And yeah. this is and this is where it is, and this is where we get rules, and this is where we get you know the setup of what actually these people are. And it's I, I'm going to keep saying this word delicious. So after she tells the witches that they have to kill every child in England, one little witch. Well, says, yeah. We can't possibly wipe out all of it. And then this is when Angelica has a, a, her first incantation, like our first actual incantation, mm-hmm. which is... This stupid witch who answers back must burn until her bones are black. No, no, a foolish witch. Without a pain. My sizzle in a fiery flame. A bitch. Who dares to say I'm wrong will not be pizzas very long. And this laser shoots out of her finger and she like, they, I think they use like actual fireworks to burn this witch or to like symbolize the burning of the witch. And let me tell you how much more powerful that is than CGI. It just is. It's like an actual thing. It's an actual chair burning in that room next to those other women. And that's actually scary. All of the witches are, are bald. They all have um, funky feet. Uh, they all um, have funky hands, but the grand high witch is a true monster. And like a true ghoul, like full body ghoul, obviously still in this amazing black dress, which I'm obsessed with as, (laughs) as battle angels know, as I said in the Patreon, I spent all of my allowance on that witch's mask with the long nose, $50 at Spencer's. I think you say it on Patreon this week. Oh, 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 well, here it comes here, here (laughs) you get it, you get it twice. And so I, so I was definitely obsessed with. With this look, it took Angelica Houston 11 hours to get it on. She had to spend 11 hours for three weeks inside this costume. And she said at one point during the, because so not only is she having to wear this entire prosthetics, it's a, it's a face, it's a back, it's a chest piece. Um, she's under these extreme hot lights doing this extremely extended monologue. And she said at some points she had the, she had no idea what she was even saying that the words had utterly lost their meaning and all she wanted to do was weep because it was so Uh. deeply intense. (laughs) And so that performance, the idea of that and what she was able to wring from that performance, oh, her fingers, all of their fingers are, those are prosthetics and her, the tips of her fingers are her knuckles. So she can't even, she was like, it was very hard to use the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what, you know what I would call that performance? It's nothing short of magic. And what do witches do? 
Bitches back only with magic! Yes! God, oh. is she good. Oh, you know... There's no one, no one... I mean, it's actually Bet is the next person who comes close to doing something this kind of grand ghoul and um, over you know the top the is? in terms of like melody. Joyous. And, mm, oh, absolutely. She's so excited about her plan. Her plan to take over... Every sweet shop in England. You will then buy, with the money I give you, sweet shops, candy stores, the very best and most respectable sweet shops in England. <laughs> She's so fucking excited about that. I love what she goes. And resign from your jobs. Give notice. Retire. Oh, in the book, the, the witches just have a money-making machine. <laughs> like, they can cast, they just, they make money. Oh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So that's how the Granite Witch has an entire <laughs> Louis Vuitton um, suitcase full of, of of money that they just magically make. Yeah, they're going to do a sweet shop. Ugh. They're going to have that, their, her greatest plan is to have a sweet shop where they give all of the delicious piggies chocolate. And then her description... In the chocolates, they are going to fill it with Formula 86, her new magic formula, and her description of what happens when you take Formula 86. I mean, literally, this would be the Oscar clip if the Oscars or any award shows were just. The child starts to shrink. <laughs> The child starts to grow fur. <laughs> starts growing a tail. <laughs> All this happens in precisely 25 seconds. Shrinking more. Child is no longer a child. <laughs> child is a mouse. <laughs> this is a sermon I want to set out. Sermon on high. And these women are having such a blast in the audience. They're freaking out. They're clapping. They're hysterical. And some of the witches are men. Oh. Did you no. notice that? Some of the witches are played by really? men. Yes, they are. It's amazing. Yes, go have a little, like, re-look through this scene. A bunch of them are played by men. And it's I, I, I was clocking, and I remember feeling this way, that a lot of them looked like drag queens and were giving me divine like some John Waters inspired, mm. like yeah. that kind of low rent drag with, but because they're all wigs, right? And the '80s makeup of it mm -hmm. all, and and I what the scene that was really got was really really um, Gonzo, and again actually was terrifying to me was when Luke tries to escape the witch's grasp. Mm -hmm. And then the whole outdoor scene mm -hmm. again—you think you're outdoors and it's daylight and you're safe. 
And then she just oh, does and that. then Angelica iconically comes over to a little baby in a carriage and just shoves <laughs> it down the hill. Bye. And then all the witches are like are like hungry at this point, and they're like giddy, and they're like clapping at the joy of maybe exterminating two of those little monsters. Oh. oh, also my other favorite, favorite line is when they're all about to leave before they find Luke. They're all about to leave the convention center. And one of the witches runs up to her and she says, If one of the chocolates we give away were accidentally eaten by a grown-up. Since <laughs> that's just too bad for the grown-up. <laughs> we gotta talk about... Oh, uh, and also... We haven't mentioned fucking Jane. Honey, stop reading my mail. That's what I was just going to say. I just read your mail. I read your mind. I read your emails. Yeah, I I forgot about this. I totally forgot about this. Me too. Complete surprise to me. Complete. And the fact that that Brenda's in this too was so delicious. So Brenda Blessman and Jane Horrocks also team up in a film called Little Voice, which we will definitely cover. We're doing. We're doing. I don't. I kind of. Little Voice is one of my favorite movies of all time. Me it is too. so diva centric. I used to carry that VHS around. I carried it from my home to boarding school. I carried it from boarding school to college. I carried it from college to each of my first apartments until VCRs became <laughs> defunct. Was when I got rid of the Little Voice. Um, it's actually kind of criminal that we haven't done it because it's we're not gonna. Well, let's not get anything away, but it is so diva centric. This film, like, it is. It is dripping yes. in for the girl's goodness. So I'm so glad that we got... And it's based all on Jane Horrocks' talent. Like, it was Jane Horrocks who did the right. original play. It was written for her. She's amazing. She plays Angelica Houston's assistant in this movie, who's always, like, can't get anything right. She can't get her human mask on right. She's always really annoying Angelica. This is one of those elements I'm talking about that Anne didn't have. She didn't have, like, another brilliant human to play with. Whereas when you have, like, Jane Horrocks to play with, Jane Horrocks is also on AbFab. She plays Eddie's secretary, Bubbles, if you are an AbFab fan. She's a genius comedian who gets to be... When you have a sidekick, it's the same way Bet would have been nothing in Hocus Pocus without Kathy and Jimmy and Sarah Jessica Parker. Like, it's about... Acting is about playing in between people, and Jane Horrocks is wonderful in this movie. Also, I think... It, now, so... so with what it gives Angelica Houston is also to show that she just, she's mean to everyone. And it's actually with our little voices uh, character that you start having, you, you get, you start getting some sympathy, you know, Mm -hmm. for, yeah, for which, and it's, it kind of bizarrely brings it into a human level. I mean, obviously when they do get Luke and turn him into a mouse, again, just another very frightening, that's actually very disturbing scene. The whole process of, them turning people into a mouse in this movie is done with like, they show you the different stages of it and like the gas shooting out of them. And it's again, all that kind of brilliant prosthetic Muppetness of it that makes it really more, almost like dark crystal. It's really scary when both Bruno and Luke are turned into mice. It's horrifying. Mm. Mm. Well, thank God they got the grandma. Thank God they got the war battle angel, heart of this movie. The the fucking general of Beth's army is the grandmama from the witches. Let me tell you that she is a witch hunter supreme. We don't know how she became a witch hunter. Her best friend, her best friend got eaten. Has, 
Her best friend became a portrait. I know, but we don't know what happened between her and the Grand right. High Witch, but something had happened in the past. And we don't get to figure out ever what it was, which I love. Um, and this is, you know, and what, what again, I think they straddle with Octavia Spencer's is they don't ever know exactly how to write Octavia Spencer's character to be different. And so she's kind of a comic relief. She's kind of the heart of the film. But then at the end, she's just kind of nothing. And here, the grandma is, is the grounding part of this film. She's kind of the least campy yes. part of it that kind of brings everything back into reality and brings you back into the terror of the situation. Like we follow the grandma to understand. She's such a great actress in this, <laughs> you know, such a brilliant, brilliant actor. So full, so grounded, believes all of it and is so just present. Is it, and Gosh, concerned, so acting concerned is so hard and she acts so concerned and worried, but with a mission, you know, mm-hmm. like she knows Luke and her know they have to get this done or all the children of England yes. are going to be meese. All the children of the world are going to be meese. Yes. Once it get once, once the Grand High Witch goes over and tells once America, get... because America's kind of, you know, they don't tell America quite yet. No, America's going to be next America, though. We'll America's next. Also, I was deeply like, where is Brenda Blethyn in this movie? <laughs> and she turns out to be Bruno's mom and like doesn't really have anything to do until the end in which she gets to scream a lot. Yeah, she's good. She's fun. She, you know, <laughs> <laughs> she's amazing in it. But I was like, Brenda was like very underutilized Brenda Blethyn. It's kind of before Brenda became a huge Brenda. Did, her big breakout really was Secrets and Lies in 95. Yeah. Mm hmm. And then little mm-hmm. voice and then, you know, everything else. But oh, she's amazing in this. And I love also love the whole subplot with Mr. Bean, Rowan Atkinson and that and the maid. Oh, also. So oh, I'll again. Oh, we just keep talking about our childhoods and how these images. But I, I've never forgotten when she puts a little bit of the potion on her neck to get Mr. Bean to like think it's sexy. And she grows mouse hair mm-hmm. on it. Like that creeped me out that. so bad. I guess. um. Mr. Bean, during filming, fell asleep with the bathtub on, and it it overflowed so horribly. He was above the audio. His room was above all of the audio production that it ruined. (laughs) Can you imagine falling asleep like that? But it ruined the entire, like, like, tons and tons of equipment. Uh, I bet this movie was pretty expensive. Well, it actually took 14 weeks for Jim Henson, 14 weeks for them to get the mice right. Some of the mice are as big as dogs. Some of the puppets are actually really like, yeah, are actually extremely large for the 14 weeks for that magic that absolutely happened in this film. Yeah. Cause those mice look so good and it's incredible. It's incredible. And I just wonder why no one works that hard anymore. I guess no one wants to pay the money or no. I mean, people work hard on CGI. I understand that. And I love all of our CGI battle angels. And you guys really hold it down for us. I think we're in a, I think we're in a kind of, I think we're in a, a little bit of a gutter. And I think we need some visionaries. I think that's just what it is. I think we need to, I think like, if I had to say anything, I wish that they had given this, to a a true visionary who was willing to take some risks because I I think Robert Zemeckis for all the risks he took he's not taking them anymore and I think we need to start imagining yeah. 
um, other ways of shooting. Because we've been in like this 10, 20 year CGI hellhole with all the Disney, all the Disney remakes. Also like the weird thing of nostalgia of them all just mining our childhood just to kind of recreate something that you just keep asking why this didn't need to be made or made like just re-release it or just do something just do just do something else have choose another you know they're gonna come for like and then my favorite scene is uh when they're all eating the soup of course (gasps) so luke if you haven't seen this movie luke who has been turned into a mouse he and his friend bruno both mice uh work with grandmama to get all of the formula put it in the soup of the witches so that they eat And then the witches just start popping off into nasty, truly ghoulish, truly ghoulish mice. And But the grandmama, this is her showdown. And it is so awesome and exciting. Oh, her showdown with the, the grandpa grand witch. She picks up yes. the spoon and Jolly Houston with that spoon is my everything. Give me that spoon! <laughs> that woman over there. She is the Grand High Witch. (laughs) Grandma, she needs more time to become a... She did it to Bruno. And thousands of other children before him. Good evening. And then she turns into the grossest, scariest little mouse mouse you've ever seen in your entire life. That, I'm just coming with the factoids, honey, okay? That green smoke that comes up into her face was also extremely painful for Angelica Houston and (laughs) would interfere. God bless you, Angelica. I think it's important to hear this because of what, of her commitment to this and how. And how, yes. yeah, you do have to sometimes go through hell with practical... God, we are such a non-CGI queens right now. Um, but but with the mm, with practical, practical effects, thing, yeah. and that it would get in her context so bad that they had to have a professional team water her eyes out so that she could see again. After every take. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. This is really an Angelica Houston on the rise moment, too. I mean, this is really her at the height of her powers. You know, this is going to be, this is right before the Grifters, but right after Pritzi's mm-hmm. Honor, yeah? Mm-hmm. And she's just really, like, this is high, high Angelica. She is full Hollywood royalty at this point, nominated for an Oscar all the time. I can't believe she wasn't nominated for this movie. I mean, I can, because they don't really... Also, you know, I mean nominate also her just delicious her delicious givings of of giving us a grand high witch into morticia adams i can think of nothing better exactly better i can think of nothing better than have i mean she's truly our halloween mistress uh and i can't wait to do adam's family's values that will be next year i put it on i just watched it the other night i did actually did this was my double feature day this was my good day i did the witches in the afternoon and then adam's family values after dinner no, that's how, and that was really like Angelica is so again effortless in that, and does so little, you know, seemingly so little, barely moves. Does so little, but is so precise. She's a knife. She is so specific, mm. and that's why she can do so little is because she is so clear <laughs> and specific mm-hmm. about what she's going, how she's going to deliver, and what she's going to give you, including wearing 
like thousand pound prosthetics. She still is very, mm-hmm. very much in there and alive. Oh. oh, can I give you some other favorite sort of pseudo Halloween movies starring our Angelica Houston? Yes. Ever after a Cinderella another, story. She's another villain in that. Perfect. It's the stepmother. Mm-hmm. Perfect. The Royal Tenenbaums. Mm. Very costumey, very costume. It just feels very Halloween to me. It's very my favorite, style. I would say, and my Buffalo, favorite, Buffalo oh, one of my other favorites. But I would say because of her, uh, and give me a little bit of Gwen. That's my favorite. What's his name? Movie Noah Baumbach. <laughs> that's my favorite Noah Baumbach movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's my favorite Noah Baumbach movie. <laughs> is that Noah? No, no that's um, PT. <laughs> no, Anderson. bitch, it's not. Who it's is not. It? It's not. It's. Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. <laughs> That's a him that I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm like, I like, the, I love the art direction and the cl- costumes, but the rest of it, the whole Jason Schwartzman of it all, I can take back. I love World Tenenbaums. I loved her in it. She's so beautiful in it. Oh, and she also gave us, between the two Adams Family movies, she gave us Manhattan Murder Mystery, which was, even though it's a Woody Allen movie, an early favorite yeah. of ours with her and Diane Keaton joining yeah. forces. There's. A lot of Holly. There's a lot of Halloween happening in and around Ms. Houston's oeuvre, and we're. I'm so she's Hollywood royalty. That. She's uh, she's super known to dish. She'll dish on things. Uh, she, you know that we've come for her before because of her feud Palms. with our girl Jackie Weaver. She was not a fan of Palms, but that's okay. Like Palms was fulfilling for us in the way the new Purple HBO witches might be fulfilling for you. Oh, also John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum, bitch. Oh, she's that's in that? That's my fucking Angelica Houston. Fuck yes, she and is. Then, and then Fuck yes, she is. And that's a and great Halloween movie. And your favorite movie. TV show, Smoosh. Smoosh, the musical. <laughs> Wait, what's Smoosh the musical? She's in Smash. Oh, she's in Smash. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. Get your spooky on. Um, <laughs> get your turn on Smash. That's a spooky, so spooky movie. What the remake does, and what the original didn't want to do, and I'm kind of, I and I feel like, I think that they made the smart choices. You know, this is the uh, uh, the of Angelica's movie. This is not how that movie ends, with Luke being turned back into a human boy. The book ends with them staying right. niece. And in fact, it's kind of dark. Right. <laughs> it's kind of really dark. This is why I love Roald Dahl. It's so dark when you really think about it. But um, the grandma's like, I'm really sad that you're going to only live nine years because that's how long mice live. And he's like, that's okay. <laughs> you're 87. You're going to only live that long anyways. And I don't want, don't want anyone else to take care of me. <laughs> and, then, and then they become witch hunters. But um, Jim Henson and... Uh, and the director were like, I, they shot both endings. So they shot when Luke stayed as a mouse and they right. shot when Luke tran- transforms into humans. Roald Dahl hated it. Hated it. He like, like denounced the film, was able to see the film and then die. <laughs> um, Jim Henson also died oh, before this film ever came out. So both of these creators died. Wow. But Jim Henson was really um, gutted that they did that to his ending. But I think that ending... I think we needed that. I think it actually on film it's really dark when the, when they're like Octavia Spencer's like, "Well, okay, you're my mice, you're my mice kids now." I found that really <laughs> Well, I weird. mean the thing that I love about the original is I was really excited about living in Luke's kind right. of like 
um, Tinker Toy Paradise. I was like, this looks like heaven to me. What the fuck? Why would I want to end this and have to go to school? But I liked watching it now that it was Jane Horrocks who comes mm-hmm. back and she's in this white um, convertible and she brings him his glasses and she turns him back. And there's this kind of idea that some witches could be redeemed. Well, yeah. And her hands were not, her hands were not wit- uh, like, grotesque anymore she had made some decision to turn her life around and that's where i could see a sequel see i would like a sequel pitching a sequel where we learn jane horrock's origin how she became a good witch and how she tries to convert other witches to do the same it's a witch civil Mm. war and it's between jane horrocks and someone else playing the grand high witch who would you cast as the grand high witch today but as the new Grand High Witch in the sequel, not to play Angelica's part because no one could. Oh, that. who has ascended to the throne? Like who's taken the lead? Yeah, like if it was, yeah, if we had our version of the sequel, who would you have? And it can't be Anne Hathaway. Sorry, because Anne Hathaway is already the Grand High Witch, so she can't be the new, new Grand High Witch. That would be too confusing. <laughs> um, who would I cast? Let me pull. Oh, okay, I go. got it. Jodie Comer from Killing Eve. I think that she understands camp and style and she has that kind of psychotic joy in what she does that I think her Grand High Witch would be I've got it. Light. I think it the would be creator amazing. of Go. I Will Destroy You, Michaela. Oh, Michaela Cole. Cole. <gasps> that would be. Can amazing. you imagine the dementia that she would bring to that? Like the layers. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love. That. I mean, Michaela Cole oh. for everything. She's so. also like. Well, Michaela Cole also has a very similar thing, like a similar sense of joy. Like when you watch Chewing Gum, she's having so much fun, and she fires on all cylinders like that, and it's. It's a very rare it's, it's thing. The ease, it's it's a a very able rare to be thing. intense without pushing, right? Like it's able to like kind of mm-hmm. have some gravitas without without uh, trying to show us that they're doing that. And I think Michaela Cole, and also Michaela Cole can just be Gonzo too. And so that's and that's kind of what you need. You kind of need this. Yeah, and she understands comedy in a very specific and way. I, you know, kind of a deranged. I don't know. What way. do you all think? Roll doll movies are obviously hard because it is hard to get that essence. I think Matilda. Uh, directed by Danny DeVito. Great movie. Really, Great movie. Was really able to kind of take the weirdness and the frightening uh, thing of being being children and really kind of capture that essence. So I think if they did a sequel... And also adapt it to America in a really, mm-hmm. really good way, mm-hmm. you know? <sighs> This was our spooky episode. This is, our, this is it. This is Halloween's over. <laughs> um, well, we have more spooky stuff coming to you on the Patreon. We're going to talk about our favorite Halloween costumes, past and present, and future. And we're just going to just jam out about some Halloween things, eat some Halloween candy, and have a little bop with you over on the Patreon. Go to patreon.com front slash for the girls podcast. And thank you for everyone who's already on the Patreon. Your support means literally everything to us we love you so much um i want to thank mark snyder who did our who is on our last episode mm, yes, for bringing you, us the cv nicks he was absolutely a doll cv nicks was a real big one i was we were real nervous and mark you absolutely knocked it out of the park you were fabulous honey fabulous and we've got great stuff coming for you all the month of October, but we're not telling you. We only told you for oh. Halloween month so that you could you could see forward and um, 
plan your plan your weeks out and now you're going to be surprised for spooky so no, you november. really have to stay no. tuned stay tuned stay on <laughs> stay top before the girls and take care of yourselves this is yep. a big week and it's a tough week so uh we hope you're taking care of yourself drinking water doing everything you need to do don't forget to vote love you. we love you bye battle angels bye, bye.